in a dark cobblestone castle complete with stone arched windows and wall sconces, a Latina woman comes walking around a corner when suddenly she lets out a blood-curdling scream. And approaching her is an older man in a cape and tuxedo-type outfit. And as he moves towards her, he bares his fangs and suddenly stumbles on a mark in front of him and a frustrated director yells, Cut! And we zoom back out of a frame and realize that this woman and this man are on the set of a Dracula film. And as they begin to settle into themselves and step back to their marks to retake the scene, suddenly another scream lets out from behind them as a makeup woman suddenly collapses onto the ground. TARDIS heads to Burbank, California to pick up some items from Carrie's apartment. Carrie, what do you think you're trying to get at your apartment? What are you going home to get? Snacks. <laughs> okay. And Respect. change of clothes. Okay. So the doctor's trying to take you home to get a change of clothes. But uh, what is want to do with the TARDIS is it doesn't always quite go exactly where you want it to go or when you want it to go. So the doctor tries to fiddle in for Burbank, California in the present day. Instead, you wind up nearby in a location you have been to before. So it's an honest mistake of the TARDIS, to be honest with you, to be fair to the TARDIS. You arrive in October 1930 at Universal Studios Backlot. As you step out, you realize we are not at Carrie's apartment. Oh, 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 oh. Just a few miles off, and, uh, and, and Dr. licks his finger and puts it up in the air to, like, feel the direction. Uh, 90? Yeah, about 90-ish years uh, off. So, all things considered, almost there. Oh, is this the, it's the 30s? Yes, the 1930s. The 1930s. Bloody hell. Uh, this looks very Hollywood. It, it is. I, I used to live in Burbank, which is pretty much Hollywood. You know how that goes. I don't. I am not from here. Uh, but Oh, uh, well. Oh, then we should take the tour. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a studio tour that's just over here. I don't know if it's open yet, but maybe we can just, you know. And it's I should have been more clear. It's nighttime. Uh, Sorry. Oh, <laughs> that is my fault. That, that is one hundred percent my fault for yes. this group, though. I will say. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Just yeah. walking out in the dark, like let's give ourselves an own tour in the dark. And then also, I turn yeah. to Carrie and be like, "This time, we should really be careful not to set any fires." You're right. The last time, you you it's, know what? Let's just not talk about that. 
You are currently in the little Europe section of the lock, just to give you a heads up on where you're at. Now, let me ask you a question, because I feel like this is something I need to, just for my own personal edification. Uh, do you have a history of showing up on film lots and starting fires? Because if so, uh, 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 I It's not a recurring thing a throughout history, but it has happened, so it is part of our history. Uh, you know how... And it wasn't technically right. a film lot. Well, look at this, look at this. It's also a theme park. Golden Age of Hollywood. Look at look look at this. We, we could see we could see everything happening right in front of us. In fact, there is a hum of energy in the air despite being a night shoot because there's actually a lot of power being drawn because a production is currently underway in one of the studio one of the uh, sound stages. Wait, is this is this Universal? Well, the, the, we, we are in the universe. Yeah. Yes. No, is this Universal Studios? Oh, I used to love their monster movies when I was a kid. I used to love Frankenstein. Yeah, Turner. those are great. Have, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What's 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 filming now? What's fil if they're filming a monster? Let's I've, let's I've, go find I've, out. I've got let's to go see. find out. I gotta see if they're filming a monster movie right now. I've gotta see it. All right, you you are you gonna go to the soundstage and just walk in, or what are you gonna do? Yeah, at this time in the age, we could just mosey on. I think Stanley it. is like giddy with the anticipation of getting to like see see one of his childhood favorite movies being filmed. Okay, uh, as you are walking towards the soundstage, you do suddenly get a, a bit of a jump scare as uh, a couple of items are knocked over, um, like a, like let's say like a, a broom or something that is set up like leaning on a wall suddenly gets knocked over. Oh blimey! Ugh. And you see just a little black cat running away. Oh, you, you know, it's, it's quite common to see cats on the studio lots. They help keep the mice away. I, I believe I, it. I, I, uh... Dan, thank you for knowing that. That was why we put that cat in there. I, I, I was a tour guide for, uh, well, several times throughout the history of, of this park. I've been back a number of times. <laughs> they replaced me with Jimmy Fallon, and I was very mad about it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, as you as you are walking over to a stage, there is currently a film crew that is working. And and Carrie, how do you feel? This is a, a film set. This is like your bread and butter for a long time. Um, I th I think it. Uh, I'm trying to like find the right words to describe this feeling. It's, she doesn't um, care. <laughs> uh -huh. Not necessarily. It's it's kind of. Yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble explaining it. But it's like when you come back to a hobby, for instance, or a practice oh, that yeah. you kept up for an extremely long time. And, you, you know, you've, you've just been years of out of touch of it. It's not that you're completely yeah. a, a plebeian. Um, but it's, I don't, there's not quite the right words for it. It's quite awkward it's nostalgic there's happiness tied into it. it it's it's a very much of a mixed bag of feelings and i wouldn't say overall it's negative um i would say it's probably more leaning on the nostalgic end of like oh yeah i used to do that but you know this seems yeah. so it has small been like a good change. decade for you so right yeah. but it just seems so much small chump change compared to the reality of like what she's been able to experience since then. Yeah, um, fair. So I think it's I think it's along those lines for sure. Okay. 
So as you step into the stage, there is the red light that it's a quiet on set situation. Um, I think they were probably, I don't know if they were using those back then or not yet, but they, it is for this story. There's a red light bulb that's been turned on. And so you walk in, you're trying to be a little hush hush. And as you walk in, it is actually, Stanley, you recognize this set immediately from your love of old horror movies. This is the set of 1931's Dracula starring Bela Lugosi. However, uh, you do see Dracula, but not the Dracula you were expecting. Uh, instead of oh, Bela Lugosi, shoot. yeah, instead of the Bela Lugosi, there is a Spanish man who is speaking in Spanish, and he is doing a big performance as Dracula, and that is what's happening currently on set. And there is currently uh, this man, there is the woman that the audience will remember we saw in the cold opening, as well as this gentleman here. Uh, there is a director, there is a producer, and there are a couple of others, like random film people hanging about and milling about. Oh, I have heard probably about cameramen. this. Probably cameramen. I assume there's cameramen, so. Almost certainly. Right. Oh, I have heard about sure this. I, so I don't know if you knew this, right? But they, So they shot the, the American one during the day, and then at night they, they shot this... Spanish language version with like a whole different cast and the production actually had access to like the dailies and the rushes from the from the, the day shoot so they could use that to help like make tweaks and, and, and decisions and uh, there's a lot That's of, awesome! Yeah there's a lot of like I read about this in a book I obsessed over this movie yeah. as a kid it was like my favourite movie when I was a youngin but like um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of like critical discussion over whether like the Spanish Dracula is better or the, uh, oh. that's the, the consensus is like a lot of the like framing and that is better on the uh, on the Spanish language one. It's, this is this is a piece of cinema hmm. history we're watching being made here. This is amazing. I love it. Ah, oh, Doc, this is did you? This is ah, oh, I'm I am chuffed to bits. I'm so glad I'm here. Thank you so you're much. You're welcome. I know I went on purpose. You're, you're but like, welcome, but they won't be able to use this take because that red light has been on and you've been talking this whole time. Oh. oh. Yeah, and you turn around and there's a director who is kind of like impatiently waiting for you to oh stop. Um, all right, so a, a very uh, cross, uh, um, uh, just stern looking guy is just looking at you, Stanley, arms crossed, and he goes, um, "You good? You uh, are you done? Are you are you done? We um, we're, we're I, I'm to I'm." I'm so sorry, mate. It's, it was I just let my excitement get the better of me. I'll, I'll... and yeah. then yeah, uh, Stanley mimes like zipping his mouth shut, and he puts his hands up, and he's kind of uh, like puts a hand on his heart, and then he's, he's kind of nodding apologetically. He, he uh, oh. very sincerely apologetic for ruining a take. And uh, uh, the director sort of mellows a little, and he goes, "Oh, you're right. It was so much easier when it was silent." Oh. I, wow, I gotta. The sound stuff, it's so really complex. It's, you wouldn't believe it. Um, anyway, uh, Stanley uh, Stanley raises his hand and, and kind of just just to unzip his mouth as if to say, "Is this okay for me to ask a question?" Like, uh, we, uh just one second. Um, can we reset? And, and you know, and as as he says that, they're resetting, and you recognize this is actually the staircase shots of mm. what would be Dracula and Mina, but this is Dracula and Ava in this version. So, so you're you're involved in production, and what do you what do you what do you do? I'm the I'm the director. Are is it? Are you supposed to be uh, here? We're we're, uh, we're we're yes we are we we we're from the studio. Yes, the studio. Oh. 
I know, I know. We're not here to step on any creative toes, but, uh, you know, my, my associate Stanley here is used to being cooped up in a bungalow all day over spreadsheets, but they wanted us just to get a little more hands-on experience on a set. So this is the last you'll be hearing from us, I promise. Um, but, uh... Wait! And the woman interrupts. The woman who's the actress goes, Wait, are you... Are you here to shut us down? Oh, no, no, not of course. Just, just, just trying to uh, understand. Uh, far from it. No, no, just, just trying to keep, keep. Well, because Paul said, Paul said that the studio wanted to shut us down, and now suddenly we have one setback tonight, and you come in to shut us down. And the studio shows up. It's a little bit suspicious. We're working really hard. We're gonna get back on target. No, you're, it's you're, okay. You're, We're you're gonna get doing, back on timing. We're gonna get done with tonight's shoot. Fantastic job. Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, and the doctor also does the miming of the zipping of the mouth shut, and then gives two big thumbs up. And just... I'm sorry. I do, I. I'm I'm sorry, I'm standing in front of George Melford here, and this is like one of the biggest, most exciting experiences of my life. Sorry, I'm going to be quiet. We're not here to shut you down. We're just just here to watch. Wait, hang on a second, George. When did you start speaking Spanish? What are you... This whole time, this whole time on this set, I've had to have a translator talk back and forth with you, and now suddenly you're talking to me in Spanish. Lupita, you're talking in English, which I was just going to say, because of the take, is not going to work. You need to... We're doing it in Spanish. Wait, 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 wait. No, I, no, 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 no. I was all, speaking in Spanish. I was is, speaking in Spanish. All he is is speaking the Queen's English. I'm getting thick Cockney accents. I'm getting <laughs> Michael Caine. Oh, my God. Paul Whitehouse. <laughs> what is I'm happening? Go, I'm just cutting to the being John Malkovich version that is happening inside Stanley's mind, where this whole time, it's just like... Oh, right. That actually explains why everybody on Doctor Who has British <laughs> accents, because it's always being translated through the TARDIS circuit. It's, yeah. the, it's the BBC filter, of course. Yeah. Ah. Oh my except, God. For, except for Andrew Garfield. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. We're coming to America. Well, he was oh sharing British it's, accent. It's around this now. time when that story yeah. happened, so maybe all the characters in America should be talking like this. Hey, I'm I'm George Melford. I'm a producer. I'm the, a director. The TARDIS the translation Ohio, circuit is, is working so hard on Perry, and it just does not know what to do with that accent <laughs> it's been shorted out ever since the caves of Androzani <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, I just like if you've been able to speak Spanish this whole time it's gonna it, it this feels like it's a lot of extra work for no reason then no I, what's, what's happening here doc is this is this you uh, it, it is but uh, um, uh, everyone uh, um, if, if I could just have everyone's attention just for a moment uh okay i did say that there would be no studio involvement but what you are experiencing right now is something that we call a practical effect uh it is something that we have been working on uh so that we've been uh putting together in 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 the studio so that there would be no language barriers between uh our 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 cast and our crew and this is something it's it it's revolutionary, and it, 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 our studio is the only one that has it, so don't go talking to Warner Brothers about it. But uh, it's going to make uh, your jobs uh, a lot easier. Uh, that, that's all you'll hear. Yeah, that's all you'll hear about it ever again it's, from me. Uh, it's called Linguascope. Wait, wait you have the ability to... No, I'm not going to take... I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I was like... going to be like, wait, you have the ability to change something in society completely and you're just going to use it for making movies? But no, I'll, let, I'll let that Are you drop. kidding me? That's what 3D is, though. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Ah! So, um, uh, uh, Cinemascope. <laughs> wait, so you're going to... What you're talking about is a piece of technology that is going to put these night shoots out of business, which is not... No, it's just so... You, it, 
Is that no, why no, you're here just, to shut us down? Just, because we don't want fans to watch films anymore. It's just open lines of communication uh, to make these go easier to continue the production going forward. Yeah, you're still saying what you're saying, so you're still going to be filming in Spanish, but it's going to be you'll be at it when you hear each other. You're in each other in like your primary language so it's just an and, and we're not putting translators out of the job either they will be given cushy jobs at the studio don't ask any follow-up questions we're really doing a lot of backfilling here to try to make this work and i think we'll give them two weeks is, vacation yeah. don't worry about well, it you, you this is the hole you dug for yourself so i'm letting you uh, letting you keep digging it yeah it's, i was gonna say carrie's awesome. just folded her arms and just watching the two of no, them stanley make says this up that's such a little joke you know how sometimes people work together in close proximity for such a long time that they kind of become simpatico simpatico uh well that's what's mm -hmm. happening here is you've all just kind of like you, you're immersed in the language you're hearing what you want to hear because it's you're you're hearing you know, and then there, that's what it is. We're having a little bit of fun. I apologize for making a bit of fun at your expense. It's not fair. But you've all been working together in such close books. It's a, it's a very psychological kind of kind of situation. It's all, it's all, it's the human mind. It's the human mind. You know what? Sure, that makes sense for the flow of the the episode <laughs> to keep moving forward. Um, that's enough. That, 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 that's convincing enough for the characters to continue sure. with the plot. The shoot's running behind enough. I'll take whatever magic gizmo you can give me. All right, well, let's get back to it. If you're running behind, is there anything I can do to help? I can lift things. I can. Oh, I can Stanley, you have to be in the people. union. Don't don't make those Mr. offers. You can. Mr. Melford, anything I can do to help, I would be more than happy to. Um, I mean, if you can get uh, was uh, look if if Carlos needs anything, just make sure he's he's got it. We have to. We got to catch up on the time here. This is just. Oh, God. Wait, 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 wait. Carlos Valerius. Stanley has the biggest <laughs> grin on his face right now. That's Dracula. You want me to help Dracula? You want me to help? There's Dracula, and you want me to. Hey, Doc, do you hear this? Do you hear this? Well, it's. God, what, <laughs> if, 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 if six year old Stanley could see this, he'd, he'd wet the bed. What do you want me to do? What can I do to help? I grew up with movies too, kid. They will. Actually, you're an old man, but they'll still break your heart. I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, again, if you can just help. He's got a really, the cape he's got is like gigantic. The so, producer who has been standing around is like, hey, y'all, this is lovely and great, but we really have a film to get back to. I'm super happy that you love movies that you you haven't seen yet because it's still being made. But can we get back to work, please? We're running out of time. Is this and, producer's and, name Riley Silver? <laughs> What's that? No, his name is Paul Kohner. <laughs> Paul's right. Thank you, Paul. Mr. Right. Kohner, I is an I is an honor. I apologize. Uh, let's we'll sit back here, and if you need anything from us, just give us an dollar. How about uh, enjoy uh, the 1930 version of Crafty, which may just be called Crafty. All right, back <laughs> to set, everyone. It's just and two Melford. slices of cheese and some butter. <laughs> butter for the cheese. <laughs> This is one bad um, and it's and then, very uh, sad. As Paul was saying before, the very funny is the producer of the Silverman <laughs> joke. Uh, Paul's like, we, look, we already lost time because of the accident. We really, really have to keep going or we're going to get shut down tonight. So, Oh, there was an accident. You're right, back in. Uh, let's, uh, let's get back to it. You're right, you're right. Uh, yeah. uh, um, back to your marks. By the way, uh, Carol's fine. I, I have heard that Carol's okay, so we're, we're just going to keep going. Oh. You know, she's she bumped her noggin, but she's oh, going to be okay. Uh, before you start the sh good. this scene, uh, 
this is if there's an accident on the set, the studio needs to know. So uh, the three of us will go uh, file the report. If you could just point us in the direction. No, no, we don't want to stop production. Just if you could just tell us where to find this Carol. Wait, that's not why you're already here. We thought that you were here because of the accident. No. Actually, he is. He's a set doctor, aren't you, Doc? I, I am. I I am. I am. I am. I am the doctor. That that is true. Cool. Um, yeah, Paul's like, fine, go talk to Carol. She's over there with the ice pack. And he motions to another room, and there's a makeup artist who is sitting with, uh, like, one of those vintage ice packs that's, like, made of, like, fabric and has, like, a little screw bottle on it. And she's got that on her head. Oh, he hello. It's like, it's, like, it's like those cold water bottles that have ice inside of them. Yeah. Uh, hello, uh, I, I'm the doctor. I, I heard you had a bit of an accident. Yeah, I, I guess a little bit. Something fell and hit me in the head, and... I know, I don't think anybody pushed it, but it just seems odd that a whole lighting fixture would just knock into my head like oh, that. Lati, you're a lighting fixture. Wow. Just, it was just, it was just the, the rod. It wasn't the whole light, because that would probably have killed me now that I've said that out loud. So it was yeah. probably just like the metal rod from it, but it hurt really badly. I, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. yeah, you, you're doing all right. They've done all like the like tracking your eye movements and make you name U.S. presidents and all that, all that gubbins. Yeah, sure. Uh, all right. Please don't ask me to name them now, because I definitely won't get it right. But, Harry, uh, uh, <laughs> think Calvin Coolidge, maybe, Skirt? Oh. Is Hoover he, in there? Uh, isn't he the one who makes Hoover? underwear? I, I don't know what presidents do when they're off time, but I guess. Sure. <laughs> uh, Harry, do you have any uh, uh, ibuprofen or anything in your, in your bag? Uh, uh, let's see. We've got uh, Neosporin. Band-Aids. Okay, Advil. please stop saying Advil. brand names. We have antibacterial ointments, and we have adhesive strips, and we have <laughs> adhesive bandages, and we have ibuprofen. <laughs> it's pain-fill. <laughs> I feel like Carrie's frugal enough to buy the generics. Anywho. Yeah, she just calls everything the same name. She's it's American. like Coke. Yeah. 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 But we are doing a show. <laughs> um. I take out all of the generic uh, pain relief. <laughs> I don't know if I'm actually yeah, in I'm danger of having named the brand name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's just got a DM from the Advil people and they said, go for it. Winky emoji, <laughs> winky emoji. That's just them being encouraging for your life, though. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Do so you give this woman some pills, I guess? Yep, so glad she just took random strangers' She's pills. She's like, okay, you said you're from the studio? Absolutely. Is this like uppers or something? I don't, I don't, I don't know what they well, would in, think. In the 30s, most medicine had like cocaine and heroin in it, so this would be like a step down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a heroin for I think, I think 30s you know? is a little late for that. But oh, I think, no. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, all right. Fine. No, she goes, were... okay, well, I guess if you're from the studio, and she takes it and... A big glass oh, of water God. or whatever. Yeah. Stanley laughs maniacally. No, he does not do that. Uh, <laughs> um, it, now, you, you say something fell with, and hit you on the head, yeah? You said it was like a part of a light fitting? Uh, yeah. What were, you, what were you doing at the time? Like, what happened when you, uh, what, what was you well, doing? I was done. I mean, I, I, I was watching, you know, Mr. Valieras to make sure his makeup was good, but that's it. Like, I was, you know, and, you know, making sure that, you know, Lupita's last looks were holding strong for her scene. But yeah, mostly just kind of hanging back and staying out of the way. Well, we're glad it wasn't anything too, too serious. Um, you should get some rest. Um, 
I think we should maybe take a look at uh, in between takes to see uh, what went wrong in the lighting rigs. Uh, but uh, yes, you you continue to rest here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Sure. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so she sits there and kind of just like sits yeah. with the ice pack on her head. Yeah. And... Carrie, this is uh, this is your realm of expertise. Where, where would you suggest we go to check the light rig? Well, usually, if we're talking about lighting, then we need to go find the gaffers and the grips, and uh, just find the surliest looking men around here because women can't lift lights. Anyways, let's keep moving. She like angrily stomps off at gender, gender lines being drawn in film. <laughs> in 1930. Right? <laughs> How dare. Uh, yeah, I'm going to follow Carrie. Okay. And uh, yeah, as you do, so you're just looking for crew members, basically? Yeah, I think so, because, well, specifically the lighting people, because we were referenced about a light. And as we okay. all know about film... Everybody is in charge of their own station, and very few people know beyond. Actually, I, you know, yeah. I'm going to use <laughs> Carrie yeah. trying to find the crew member as a bit of a distraction, and I think I want to maybe just try to, like, climb a ladder and get up to the, the rafters, you know, unseen. Okay. Uh, I'm going to let you roll for that. I'm going to let you roll a um, – let's go ahead and have you roll – a uh, coordination, and I'm trying to think of what would be good for stealth. I think I'm going to do coordination and presence for this. There's subterfuge, too. That's true. That is a good point. Uh, so which one That's would you cool. like me to do? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you do coordinate. I'm going to have you do presence and subterfuge, okay. actually. Uh, that would be a 15, no magic numbers. With a 15, yeah, I think people are pretty distracted by filming right now, and no one's, like, really necessary. And you said you were from the studio, so no one's, like, keeping a super tight eye on you at the moment. Um, so I'm let you have that. So, you, yeah, you're able to climb the ladder by yourself and go. Can Stanley, Stanley, um, can Stanley hold the base of the ladder to steady it for the Doctor whilst also kind of serving as a lookout in case anyone comes nearby? Yeah, I'll let you do that. Cool. I do that. Okay, yeah, Stanley is watching the ladder. Uh, and so, so while you're climbing the ladder, Dr. Carrie, you approach a group of, Michael, I'll, I'll let you play these guys, like the person that she talks to for this. Uh, you approach a, uh, a lighting guy. Uh, hiya. Uh, I, um, as you heard earlier, I'm from the studio and uh, I heard that one of your lights fell earlier on someone. That, no, that, hey. We rigged that light totally up to code. That's not fair. You don't... Hey, I don't come over there and tell you how to wear pants or whatever. I, come on. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let that slide. Uh, I'm not accusing anybody here of anything. I'm just asking what happened. I feel like I need to give Carrie a story point for that. I feel like that's like... like for having to deal with that. I'm giving I'm Carrie not a playing story. a good person. <laughs> I know. I'm not... Playing a good Stop person. Stop looking at me like that, every listener. Uh. <laughs> I just like giving giving uh, Joe a story point for Carrie. It feels like giving Carrie like a cookie right now. So and yeah, a more, and a warm oh, hug. Oh. I apologize. You're in the oh. 1930s again. Yeah, uh. to all of our listeners from the 30s, we're sorry. It's bad. No, I'm not. They get, they get what they 30s. deserve. 
Yeah. However, this is from the 30s. You should have been nicer. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no, I don't know what knocked over that light, but it wasn't one of my guys. We had it set up. It was it was a sandbag, because I think those exist Kay. now. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you take me to where this light was originally? No, we're standing it out here because we're waiting for the take to finish and he points to the red light with his cigarette holding fingers because it's so it was so it was inside inside the sound stage yeah it was on set she was um you know uh, she was there for touch-ups or whatever and the light bonked on i i don't know what knocked it over it could have been a you know one of the sound guys or you know the translator or i you know it's a night shoot. Hmm. People are tired. It's any department yeah. but ours, yes. It's literally any other department. It was costuming or rigging or um, the Legal best craft boy. services. <laughs> the craft, crafty. They have knives and forks. You never know. Dangerous people. Um, that's why I yeah, pack my yeah. own sandwiches. Okay, yeah, you know, last question before I just mosey on out of here. Uh, I don't know who this so character sounds... is, but I, I love him. I love Sorry. him. Sorry, <laughs> just cut all that. Anyway. No, dude, may I suggest uh, the name Melvin? Like, he f- this feels like a Melvin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely got a first name as uh, his first and last name. Melvin Melvin. <laughs> I'm the Melvin. Yep. Yes. Played by Bob Hoskins. I'm not changing my voice now. So, uh, final question before I move the on out of here. Uh, so, this light was supposed to be on set? Like, it's it's one that the camera is trying to see, or it's a behind the scenes light? Like, it's just for the crew. Well, it was pointed at the, the staircase. It was, you know, illuminating some of those background cobwebs to create a, you know, the mise-en-scene as the set weirdos call it, you know? Got it. Uh, it's mise-en-scene, but I'm going to leave in a... No, I'm pretty sure it's uh, French. Go right but, on in. Uh, no, you know you what? Oh, oh, look, the red light is turned off. I'm going to oh, go right. right on in. You have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a dream. Thank you, everybody. Oh, that was so good. Um, yeah, I, I think, Carrie, uh, I think from what he told you and kind of what you were told from the director earlier and from Carol, what I'm picturing is like one of those lights that's on like a stand. And has, like, the mm-hmm. little can above it and, like, has, like, a base, mm-hmm. basically. And it was yeah. on the set and, like, she was standing nearby watching filming and it fell over and hit her on the head. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Copy, Dad. And she was hit by the rod, not by the actual lamp. Yeah, yeah. Not by the actual light, yeah. Because then yeah. she'd be dead. Yeah. Or I have to severely injured. Yeah. The rod probably hit her side on because if it fell straight down, that would probably cause Yeah, oh, she yeah, would yeah. be impaled. It, yeah, it yeah. was very much one of those things where you like hear the noise and then the camera whip pans over and the actress just kind of goes, ah, and falls on the ground and there's a clattering <laughs> yeah. sound. Like, yeah. No we didn't actually see the harmed. impact. We, just, we heard the camera fall and then the actress is holding the thing later. We don't actually mm-hmm. see it. It's typical like old movie uh, film set disaster kind of thing happening. So, uh, Doctor, you are at the top of this catwalk. You're on the catwalk. Yeah, you do your little turn on the catwalk. And what are you doing? Um, you're I'm there? trying to kind of survey the whole uh, soundstage. Like, obviously, uh, the light didn't fall from up here. But this is sort of like a really good vantage point to sort of 
assess what's going on, but also maybe see if there's any clues up here as to what caused this accident. So uh, I don't I don't think I'm going to do a sonic scan. I think I'm just going to kind of like look around first because I don't I don't necessarily know what I'd be scanning for. Yeah, um, I don't think there's anything up here. I'm going to have you roll. I'm going to make you do an investigation check for me. I'm going to have you do an awareness and intuition. Okay. 12 with a 1. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing up here that you notice it's out of place or unusual or whatever. Whatever whatever happened did not originate up here. Life life down there did not begin up here. Okay. Uh for because of the one, I think uh there's definitely no safety uh standards in the 1930s and maybe I almost fall or something. Like I feel like I I feel like I need to like have something happen to me for that one, right? Maybe. Uh, I, I mean, if you want, what I was going to have happen was you got absolutely oh, okay. no information okay. whatsoever. Oh, I just thought I, I was like, I was going to give you something and then you got a one. Sorry, so I gave I, you nothing. If you want to get hurt, I'm happy to have you get hurt. But... Uh, <laughs> and in real life, too. I mean, I can do that without permission. That's very easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, honestly, I think it'd be more interesting because I'm not supposed to be up here. So, yeah, do what you will. Yeah, I think that I think that the one will be that while you were looking around, actually something happens down on set that you missed because it was happening on the set and not up here okay. where you were looking. And suddenly um, a light, uh, a, a candle that was on set that was lit um, falls and starts rolling down the stairs and actually causes a little bit of a fire that's immediately stamped out by somebody on set, but it burns part of the set, which is not good because it's not just their set to oh, use. I, I, I knew there was going to be another fire, and I'm immediately making my way back to the, uh, the, uh, the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Are you coming You're coming down the yeah, ladder now? Yeah, it's, it's either that or the dangerous way. As as you're coming down, uh, Stanley says, Doc, I had a thought. What if... Were, were they, can we find out if they was filming when the accident happened, because maybe we can get the film reel and we can take it back to the TARDIS and maybe see what happened. Uh, that's a great idea. They, they won't have a way to develop it that quickly, but we can with the TARDIS. Why don't you go... Yes. Yeah, that's, I yeah. figured that yes. would probably... So I was kind of expeditiously trying to kind of lay that groundwork. Can I just have both of you make a uh, awareness and intuition roll for me? Sure. Go base of eight. And seventeen with a six on one of the dice. I got a fifth. Okay, I'm gonna say it dawns on you, Stanley, mm. that typically when you're filming a movie, you don't have the lighting fixtures that are being used for the filming of the movie on camera. Typically, that is a off-camera thing that happens. No, but I, my thought process was maybe there's something we could glean from the the impact of the accident. <clears throat> maybe that was my thought process. Mm. Maybe okay. it's nothing. It's nothing. Uh, I got a fifteen with a six and a one. Okay, I'm gonna say you're six and you're one cancer to doctor fifteen. I think you come to the same conclusion. Yeah, I no, I think I think we might have to do this the old fashioned way and, and talk to folks and see if there's any bad blood. There's always Hollywood feuds. I, I, maybe Carrie's found something, but why don't we split up and uh, cover more ground? Um I, I I I I'm afraid to send you to the actors because you're such a fan, but maybe th maybe that's a good way to endear yourself oh, with them. That's, uh, 
Would, would you maybe? Well, I already have an in with Carlos because the the director told me that I was his point person. So right, that's per- perfect. All right, perfect. Go 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 see go 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 see if anything you know suspicious around him. I will uh, figure something out, which is what I okay. always do. Uh, Stanley, you walk over. I'm gonna give you a little chance to role play a bit because you haven't had sure. as much time to do it. So you walk over to Carlos, who is. Probably taking a quick break in between set because they've had, they're they're resetting everything while they now that the fire like they're cleaning up the soot from the very small fire and resetting and so Carlos has like yep. moved over to I don't I don't want to say a full trailer because they want him on set but maybe it's like a little section like a little comfort section for him like a little. All right, Carlos. Uh, my name's uh, Stanley. I'm with the studio. I'm one of the uh, set medics, and they have asked me to. Just to come over and see how you're doing. See if you need anything. Eat some nuts, or uh, uh, all I can think about is nuts. Do you need nuts? No, they uh, they dry out my mouth. I'm not, I I'll be on- I'm not a big yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Salty yeah. snack. Yeah. Not my thing. Guys. Not my thing. I'm just weird because the pub I usually you know. go to, they uh, they usually only have like the KP nuts, the salted nuts. It's like at least get some you know only roasted it. You know. But anyway, I'm waffling. I'm nervous. Sorry, I'm a big fan. Um, you are playing dracula yeah that is what they tell me uh, it's uh, Dra- dracula 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 on um, the back of the throat dracula okay uh, close enough you uh were you on set when that accident happened i figure maybe you might be able to offer me some insight into what may have what may have gone down there no i was deep in character uh, walking down the stairs intimidating uh, uh, young Lupita, oh, yeah. you know. It's, it's, he looks great on film, I'm telling you. It looks amazing. Thank you. Some have said that uh, I look a little bit silly, like I'm smiling a lot. But actually, I think I'm bringing a more urbane, erudite sort of uh, take to the performance, you know? I've, listen, it's a very different take from uh, from old... Uh, is it Boris? He's just done, done Oh, yeah, but one. Bella's uh, terrifying. Have you seen that man's face? Bella. Yes, yeah, sorry. I always get them mixed up. When you one of them was a mummy oh. and the other one was a, was a Dracula. God, is like a demon um, who said hi. He's, that, that is definitely a way to describe, to describe <laughs> his work. Uh, let me... Uh, sorry. We, we, I was, I'm talking with you about, about, about Dracula. It's great. Um, so you was, you was deep in character, so you didn't see nothing. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's what I'm saying. All right. What about like afterwards when he wasn't in character no more? Unless and you wanted a method, am I? Are we gonna get a dead rat sent to us in the post? Uh, no, I don't think that's been invented yet. Uh, also, I'm Spanish, uh, so no, don't worry about that crazy American acting crap. I don't do any of that. Um, uh, uh, no, no. Uh, Did anything seem about the set? How was the? I think the kids are calling it, or will be calling it, the vibe uh, on set before the cameras started rolling, before they called action, before you embodied Dracula. Uh, what was what was the vibe like? Uh, we're all just working our hardest trying to get uh, this movie made. You know, I think we've learned a lot from the, the Browning Lugosi thing, and we're kind of making our own take. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the trick here is you don't want to you too close to the English language version. You want to make it your own. You know what I mean? But like, don't tell me how to make your movie because I'm just uh, what did I say I was a set medic. Yeah, I'm one of them. So like, I'm not involved creatively. Um, but so nothing weird afterwards. Something weird before. Afterwards, it was just like ah, concussion, and everyone was like, make sure she knows the president's name and all that. 
Yes, I mean, I don't know your American president's name. It's really not important to me. But yes, they asked her. He's not my know. president. I'll be honest, mate. He's not my president either. I'm from England. Ah, so I don't yes. Know. Is Churchill, Churchill prime minister yet? It's 1930. Chamberlain? It's Again, somewhere. I would have I no know. idea. Uh, can you... Neve, I tell you what. I am only here to support the grand leader of Federalissimo Franco. And this is very fun. <laughs> was, that, was Franco in power in 1931? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I hope not. <laughs> We're doing some dark so, fascistic so, uh, wikiing. Um, so just just to recap for people who might have gotten gone gone up and gone to the bathroom and forgot. No, not until nineteen thirty nine, so there's no there's Woo! no fascism yet. Uh, Top of the tortoise and kill that guy. Germany um, might be a little dicey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just to recap for people who might have like gotten up and go to the bathroom and forgot to pause a podcast or who might be like cooking dinner and they just missed the last two and a half minutes. So I do that all the time. Before, yes. You was in you was in character during, and then after, nothing weird stuck out to you about the entire thing other than a, a bean, a, a metal was named a, a, a trusted co-worker. Uh, other than Paul's constant leering at Lupita, no. Um, really? Know. Oh, Paul's a bit of a bit of a bit of a lech, is he? Bit of a bit of an ogler. Well, he's not ogler. Ogler. He's, he's not subtle, you know. It's, just, it's not. Uh... A subtle guy. Yeah. Do you, let me ask you a question. Let's let's imagine hypothetically that I was like doing a an accident report. You think I should have a chat with Paul about this? He's the onset producer, and I mean, he's the reason the, uh, all these movies really existed. They they were all sort of his, they're his baby. Oh, yeah. I'm very listen, listen. I'll be honest with you. I'm very excited about meeting Paul because he's kind of a big big part of it but there's always this weird thing about meeting your heroes you know what I mean because now I hear that he's a bit of a ledge and I don't want to I, hey I would not say he's actually he's a very nice guy heartbroken he's a very sad man so it's We're sad I'm Ooh. turning into Tommy Wiseau but don't worry oh. about it it's fine um it's you know it's oh hi Paul oh hi uh, hi Mark um oh hi Mark on the floor I have to stand on um uh yeah no I uh I no it's uh if it works out, that'd be lovely. And, you know, if it doesn't, it'd be sad. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a question. You want to do, you want to do uh, more of these when, when this one wraps? You want to do more more, more, uh, more of these monster pictures? Or what's your, what's your, what's your feeling after this one? No, I think I'm going to be the definitive Dracula. And there won't need to be any more after it. It will be the final word on the Lord of Vampires. And can you help me get into my cape, by the way? It is, like, so Oh, yeah, ab absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, so right. it's so huge. We'll drift away while this is happening, and we'll go back to Carrie. Uh, Carrie, you have come back inside from talking to the smoking... Uh, the, the smoking man from hey. X-Files. The smoking uh, lighting guy. And, Doctor, you've gone and investigated, so now, Carrie, what are you doing at this point? Um, as I walk in, I'm going to try to find, you know, that light and where everything was, because uh, I, I could, did call it yeah. earlier that they had stopped shooting. No, no, you are. I just want to know <laughs> so what, what you're we're doing We're playing next, along so. with that then. Well, and they had, they had started shooting again. And yeah, then there was yeah, yeah. No, incident. what was next? Because so, the candle fell on set and caused a fire, so they're down from that as well. Copy that. Yeah, just uh, exploring the set, seeing how these quote-unquote objects keep I think as you walk falling. in, you are approached by the producer, uh, Paul Koner, and he seems to suspect you. And, and like, you, you catch him, he's been watching the filming, and, and as, as Michael mentioned in that previous scene, he's definitely keeping a, 
I, don't, I wouldn't say lecherous eye, but he's definitely he's definitely interested in Lupita, uh, and so he's been watching her. Um, but yeah, he sees you, and then uh, he kind of like makes his way over to you, and he's like, "Okay, so what's what's really going on here? Why are you why are you guys here? Is there is this are we really in danger of being shut down? What's happening? Because I really I really need this film to happen. So no, nothing of the sort. We're just well, we're we're supposed to be keeping this on the down low between, you know, the two of us here right now. But uh, we're thinking of opening a contract with some of the actors here, and we just want to make sure, as the studio, that we have the the best backing. You know, um, for those of you who do not know, back then, early times of Hollywood, actors would have long contracts with certain studios, and they would do X amount of films. Um, that no longer is the thing anymore, but that's what Carrie is referencing to, to those of you who do not know. Back to the okay, scene. Okay, well, any, any contract that you open with Lupita, you know, check with me first, because I've been working with her on quite a few films, and I just want to make sure. Is this their first one together, Michael, or is this multiple? Uh, no, this is not their first together. Okay, I've been working with her. I have a vested interest in continuing to keep her moving, so I, I don't want to be cut out of that process, uh, and I will be very upset if I am. As, but, as a um, director? That's, that's a, what I'm assuming, correct? As a producer. A producer, excuse George, me. Just George, is the, you don't know who's directing the project that you're the studio for? Of course I know. I'm seeing if you know and what your connection to Lapita is here. I'm the producer of the film. And I have the money at the studio, so who has more say here, you or I? That would be Well, that's me. why I'm worried. That I would... think you're trying to... Sir, I need you to take this down to a two. And uh, not give away what we're trying to hide here. What I'm trying to figure out is if your actress that you have here is worthy enough for a 10-year contract. She's absolutely worthy. You say. She's Lupita Tovar. She's amazing. She's she's extremely worthy. Sir, sir, again, I need you to take it down to a two. And, uh, Not if you're going to just besmirch her name to my face and act like she's just some some common actress you can just give peanuts to. She's a star, and I'm making her a star. Well... We shall see, won't we? And Carrie kind of sidles off, um, grabs maybe paper that's just laying off of the set and starts taking notes. But really what she's writing down is like, weird producer seems to have very deep investment for extended long periods and investment has question marks by it. Producer mm-hmm. has question mark, lover has question mark. We can, we can guess how this list <gasps> continues yeah okay um sure okay um as as this happens i think that while you're focusing on that and while people are focusing on the candle situation and while stanley has been talking to carlos suddenly we hear carol scream again and she's screaming from where you left her so i think maybe the three of you can converge on that yeah i think i think stanley heads that way Okay. Um, what has happened is Carol, who was being left unattended with a head injury, uh, fell asleep <laughs> and and has now woken up from seemingly something, and she's screaming and screaming and shouting. Uh, I'm going to take out the Sonic and use it like just as like a pen light. Be like, oh, Carol, Carol, just follow the light. Just I just want to look at your, your, te- your pupils. Right, love, what uh, happened? I, I just had... 
I just had the most horrible dream. There was monsters and there were, and there were, it was awful. And she starts just like sobbing. And she's like, I thought that, uh, and she sees the, the, uh, Carlos and she's like vampires there were vampires there and there were monsters and there were shadows and, and as everyone starts to crowd around her um, the director George uh, Melford starts to uh, come up closer to her and suddenly uh, as, as everyone's crowding around her make sure it's okay uh, suddenly George Melford starts to just burst into sneezes yeah. and sniffles <laughs> and a weird oh. reaction what's you're all right, mate. You allergic to something? I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, what? Wow. You've got like a fever or cats. There's cats on the lot, apparently. Well, no, but the we keep them out of the. You keep them off the stage, cause you know, you know, I right. I'm not. It's the fur. I'm not good with the. I. Uh, oh. Wait, you are you are you allergic to animal fur? Uh, Melford's having a hard time responding because he's like going into like ma. He's having like a pretty bad reaction. Like he starts like holding oh. his throat. Oh, like, I, you might be saying he's falling ill with Melford's mysterious <laughs> malady. It's a five E spell uh, for those who. No, it's not. Really. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Michael uh, wrote that, and I was like, "That sounds like a spell in five E." I'm like, "We're, we're definitely going to say that out loud." If we ever go back no. to five E, it's uh, happening. Anyway. Carrie, uh, uh, you got an EpiPen or anything? Uh, sorry, boss. Not that advanced in this bum bag. Doc, you gotta do uh, something. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna just start rummaging through, uh, cause we're back in makeup, so I'm assuming, like, there's chemicals and things like that, and I, and, 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 you know, cause metal, like, there were, like, metals and stuff in, in makeups and stuff back then, and, like, there's probably, like, other things around, but I kinda wanna, like, concoct uh, like sort of in the the wasp and the unicorn like i want to put together like a, a remedy that's going to save this person's life okay okay i'm gonna let you do an awareness and i'm gonna do ingenuity in medicine ingenuity okay. in medicine feels right for this we're having yeah. some fun with some different roles <laughs> Ooh, i'm so glad i got it was 21 i got 21 with a six <laughs> Yeah, you basically create essentially an old like a, an EpiPen out of whatever you're finding here. Amazing. You find and you also you've also made LSD for everybody apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you made, you've made Whoa, you've man. made yeah, you've managed to make an EpiPen that helps to or um yeah, or an EpiPen or Benadryl or some can sort of pitch? like like Yes, Michael, uh, you please can. This what is your if story. the doctor using the parts and like the like Dan was saying in the makeup trailer assembles like a rudimentary inhaler? Oh, that looks like some oh crazy my gosh. steampunk well, doctor invention. Here's what I'm going to suggest: there were lots of needles and things back. Yeah, with your six, but you there, can there do it. Like, oh, the EpiPen makes more yeah. sense, I guess. I'm yeah. going to stab him in the heart as if it's almost looking like I'm staking a vampire. Like, cause they don't know what I'm doing. <gasps> okay. Carol? And I'm, I'm going to get oh, yeah. him. Sure. Say, like, oh my gosh. Gonna save this guy's life. Yeah. With the role you got on that, there's absolutely, right. he wasn't dying. <laughs> he was just having a bad asthma. I mean, uh, uh allergy attack, yeah. but you but like, I, I, I raised my arm and like, I'm bringing down like God's oh my gosh, justice yes. on an, a demon of the night, but I'm doing like you're like you're yeah. John Travolta you're doing the pulp it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, Melford yeah. pops up exactly like that. It's like, oh! and the doctor yells, "I'm in big trouble here, Lance." Oh. All right. Uh, oh, feeling feeling better, friend? 
Feeling better? Do we do we get the take? Do we get the take? He he's fine. Uh, all right. So, cats. We have to find cats. Uh, Carrie, I know this is a dream for you, but uh, let's. Ooh, yes. Let's. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I want to see cats shed a lot. I want to see if there's any cat hair or something like a trail for us to follow, uh, to where uh, this mysterious cat might be. There is definitely cat hair on the makeup artist, on the collar of her outfit. Like, you can definitely see, like, that a cat has shed onto her a little bit. Um, for a cat fur going anywhere else, um, I'm going to make you roll to see if that does happen. I'm going to have you do a... Uh, let's have you do a... Presence and... I'm going to do awareness and presence. Okay. It's kind of a hard... Yeah. Uh, 16, no no special numbers. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a ton of trail because, I mean, cat hair tends to stick more to fabric than just, mm -hmm. like, random surfaces. Yeah. So I don't, and it's not like, it's not like a cat that was, like, shedding clumps. It was just, like, there's there's definitely cat hair on her. So okay, you know then, that a cat was on then her. I, but you don't have, like, a parade of cats and, like, arrows pointing to it being, like, cat hair. I have an idea. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go over to the crafty table, and uh, I'm going to pick up a bottle of milk, and I'm going to see if there's a can of tuna. Because those are the sorts of, like, hearty kind of, like, things that would last all day food that they might have in the 30s. I like where your head's at. Two story points sure. to make that, yeah. that being a thing. Yeah. Also, I don't think that milk is something that usually right. is sitting out all day on any. Especially any at night. Especially not in the yeah. Especially in the thirties when refrigeration standards well, were not. Uh, hopefully, they are now. it went so sure. late in the night that the milkman has come. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys, know what we all want. Well, no. Yeah, Stanley arrived with. Oh you yeah, that's all. right. That's right. Help yeah, the situation. Right brought now. it with him because of where it yeah. got. Yeah. Never mind. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. I don't think a lot of film sets are like, hey, let's all leave milk out, because that's going to be the best thing for people to be I mean, I've been on some film <laughs> sets, so, but no. <laughs> I, uh, Sometimes you pray a for a granola I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you have tuna. I will not let you have milk. What are you doing with the tuna? To try oh, to I'm just going to go outside, because uh, we saw a cat uh, outside of the soundstage earlier, and I'm just going to, like, almost, like, sprinkle bits around the, um, the, the perimeter and just kind of, like, a lure. This is how... This is how I know that Dan is not a, uh, uh, the, yep. the lover and carer of any cats. Yep. Those cats would come running at the minute you open that can. Every right. cat in a Then that saves me time then. A running. Yeah, here's the thing though. The cats don't come running, which is an odd thing. It's an unusual thing. It's almost like these cats aren't as interested in the tuna as what you think they would be for normal cats. Uh, I think that the doctor who does have a cat would notice that it is strange that cats are not running. Yes, yes I'm giving you that awareness because you, because you had the clever idea. Right. I'm rewarding you with the fact that your your awareness uh, of that is, is all a right. Big deal. Uh, so he, I think he's going to turn back to the other two and say, "Well, uh, I don't think those cats are from these parts. Um, let's go back inside because I'm worried that these." creatures may they may think what's being filmed is real uh and i think the doctor's gonna go back inside and uh oh doc before you uh step in there we have a, a weird stitch going on with that producer and the lead actress it's it uh he's a little too invested in her if you know what i mean 
I, I it's Hollywood, baby. Of course I know what you mean. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, Doc. I'm I'm gonna say this once. Never. Yeah, it sounded wrong. Never. It, it shouldn't have crossed my Ever. lips. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's it's it. No, it's not even that. It's a. Uh, never call me baby again, or I will hit you with this bat. <laughs> I'm saying that as lovingly as I can. Uh, but yes, you know what? Let's let's uh, rewind, replay, and go on in. Okay. Yeah, you head back inside, and uh, I think at this point the entire crew has gathered around this staircase set, and they're trying to figure out what's happening. I think that uh, Melford is currently not dealing with his with his mysterious malady because of the the shot you gave him, and yeah, they're there. And what's up? What are y'all going to do? I think that we should just hang back for a moment. Not hang back, I mean, but like, like I say to the other two, so there's obviously someone or something causing these accidents, which don't appear to be accidents. Uh, I don't know if they want the production shut down, but let's just take key positions and keep as watchful eyes as possible. Sound good? I tell you what, it's a real shame that it's not 2022 or whenever because we'd have like like them wireless Wi-Fi cameras, we'd have an app on our phone, <laughs> we could watch the studio around, we wouldn't have to take like strategic positions, we could just set up cameras and then like sit by Crafty and eat that. Oh, the young people cheese. always want to stare at their phones. You can hang by the cheese, Stanley. <laughs> No, I'm happy to. I'm just. I was just making an observation. That's all. Yeah, I'm happy to. Well, where do you want me, Doc? Uh, why don't you sit with Carol and make sure that uh, everything, oh, nothing, okay. nothing attacks her again or anything like that? Uh, Carrie, yeah, I could do that. Carrie, this is again. This is you're more familiar with these than I am. Where where would be the best vantage point for for you? Well, somebody definitely needs to get an upper view, so the higher ground. And uh, then we need somebody who's kind of a fly on the wall. Uh, but everybody's already seen me, so maybe I should. When you go say a fly on the wall, like there's like a light bulb moment for the doctor. It's like, Carrie, you're absolutely brilliant. And the doctor takes off, and he's going to find the production assistants. Okay. I guess I'm uh, climbing Michael, up. Michael. Michael created the PA, so I'll let Michael play that character. Uh, uh, the doctor runs up to someone holding five coffees at the same time, uh, who turns to you. And I was like, what? Hmm? Oh, none for me, thanks. Uh, uh, oh, uh, good. Say, uh, I, I know you're in the middle of a very stressful job. One of my closest friends has had your job uh, for a very long time. Uh, you're sort of privy to a lot of information you come and go i know you're not supposed to listen to things but of course you hear things but has there been any sort of bad blood on the set that you or any of your your, your uh fellow assistants may have heard the scuttlebutt no i mean exactly the opposite i mean compared to the daytime set this thing's running like a you know like clockwork it's no it's um i think it's it's great uh i mean i i don't want to talk out of turn but like what mr Coner's uh, doing uh, here I think is fantastic it makes so much more sense than the, the terrible dubbing thing they were trying Ugh. like actually having actors come in and do the performances is like a really I think it's a really interesting way of you know 
uh, handling it. And you, you've been working on you've been working on both productions. Oh no, but it's like you said. You know, sometimes we, you know, talk over the you know during the exchange. What a what what have you heard from the daytime crew that makes it seem like it's not as smooth for, for them? Oh, the <laughs> the crew's just kind of a mess. It's just like a like they're you know taking too long getting shots done. Just in a normal, honestly, like I think that Browning guy's like he's he's okay, but he's no he's no George Melford, honestly. Carrie, while this is all going on, what is Carrie doing? Like, while while the doctor ran off to talk to this PA for reasons I haven't figured out yet. But, uh, <laughs> Carrie, what are you doing as part of your plan? Um, so, I guess she she figured out she was going to get the high ground, and usually in those old warehouses, there is that upper level mm-hmm. that does have some either yeah. the doctor did climb yeah. up a catwalk earlier, so you yeah, know that that's a thing, yeah. Yeah, so, like, obviously not all the way to the top because then you can't see anything, but, like, enough. Uh, but probably tucked in a corner So you're just, like, somewhere. on a ladder somewhere? No, I would say walking up to some sort of level because up there they would have, like, those little platforms or something, like, maybe tucked into the corner okay. of, like, one of those scaffoldings. Yeah, I'll okay. let you have that. Yeah. Okay. I'm willing to um, spend go ahead and make points. Go ahead and make. I don't need. I, you don't need to make a story point because the doctor already acknowledged created that was up there. But go ahead and make for me a coordination and subterfuge uh, presence. I'll make presence and subterfuge to okay. see if you're able to sneak up there without being noticed. Ah, oh, poop. No, it's a no because I'm at eight with a one. <laughs> okay, I think you go to do it, and I think the, the ladder, because you don't have Stanley steadying the ladder like like he did earlier for the doctor, you go to go on it, and suddenly like the, the ladder's like a rickety metal ladder, and suddenly like you just see this guy, Paul, go, hey, 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 you, no, no, get down from there. Yep, No, yep. we don't, we, we don't have insurance to cover you for yep. this. Yep, yeah. nope, getting down right now, right now, right, uh, mm-hmm. What are you trying to do anyway? You know, I was just trying to get a better view. Okay, well, how about we get a better view from, like, the chairs over here or something like that? And while he's moving you away, we're going to cut back to the doctor and this PA. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your scene, Dan. No! Cut away to no, no, no. It was good. Uh, yeah, so the doctor's still chatting this person up. It says, so is there bad blood from the daytime crew who might want this production to shut down? After all, they're the ones setting everything up. It's them reusing... The, the sets, the costumes, everything, uh, plus. No. What's the hot goss? No, no, I'm, I, honestly, the, the only, you know, the studio's, you know, skeptical of the whole thing from what I could tell, but uh, Mr. Conner's really keeping everything going. He's uh, making sure these this whole series of uh, alternate versions, as it were, uh, uh, go on without a hitch. It's it's just the the problems we've been having uh, at night are very strange. It seems like the last few nights it's really been ramping up. I was afraid of that. Well, uh, uh, chin up, good work. You'll make it someday. And uh, uh, don't tell anyone I told you this, but uh, buy a house in the valley. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Mister <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> That's great advice. <laughs> All right. So I'll say the doctor and Carrie and Stanley can reconvene 
uh, Stanley, is there anything you were doing during this? I was just saying with Carol, um, I wanted to see if there was any of that cat fur around that I could maybe grab a fistful of so that the doctor could like properly scan it. Yeah, I'll say that. I'll say that like there. Do you think that it's it's viable that Stanley, who has a cat of his own, would have a lint roller like in his pocket or something along those lines? Um, I, I think for a story point, I think that's viable. Yeah, yeah, I think spend, I think okay. I'll let you have that. If you okay, want to spend cool. a story point, but you have a lint roller. Okay, so Riley spent a story point, and now I have. <laughs> wait, no, hold <laughs> <Yeah>. on. Uh, <laughs> hang on. Wait, now, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have a lint roller. I was going to give it to you for free, and you're the one who made it cost something. You asked there. for homework, you <laughs> fool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, now uh, you're going to be one story short less of the family doesn't die thing that's going to happen at the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, probably fine. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I, Carol, you might, you, you still got a bit of that, uh, like, cat fluff on you. I've got a lint roller if you want me to just kind of. What, what is this thing you've got? What is oh, this magical oh, item you have? It's, uh, sorry, it's an invention of my own design, copyright. Uh, 1930 Stanley Campbell TM TM. Uh, it's called. Uh, I'm calling it a, 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 a lint roller. And what you do, you okay. see, like, you got these sticky sheets, right? I'm gonna. Do you mind if I just? Because what I'll do is it will just grab all the cat fur off of you. If you can, oh, just roll sure. it over you. And then I sure. roll it over a part of. Yeah, uh, I said yes part. already. Yeah, then yeah, I'll we do can that. Just, we can just move I'm on. Doing, I'm describing yeah. me doing it, and then it's okay. done. And then I go, and see what I can do now is I can tear off the sheet, and then I can I can throw this. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go throw this sheet away now. And I'll be right back. I tell you what, you okay. have the lint roller because I think you'll probably need to use it later. I'll get rid of the sheet and I'll catch okay. you on the flip. And then I walk All away right. with the sheet and I've yeah. given her a lint and roller. The timeline shatters. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Invention of lint roller. Uh, stay tuned for the Roller Universe four box set series coming soon from Big Finish. Pro- oh, anyway. It's it's called the well, it's called the Campbell Lintacular Explosion. It's device. actually it's actually it's actually called it, um. There was a man named Nicholas McKay who created the pickup, the lint pickup, which is the world's first lint roller in 1956. And so I'm just going to say <laughs> that this woman is Carol McKay, like the future Carol McKay. And, this, and then <laughs> she's going to marry this guy and, and like, he's going to find this thing in her purse and be like, I invented this. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then her husband's going to take yeah. credit for it. Uh, How like a man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I convened with the rest of the group. I used my lint roller and I got some of that cat fluff. I, I figured, uh, I thought it was a bit of an oversight earlier that you didn't scan it. So I thought maybe you should scan it with your with your thing. Use your thing and, well, and zoop it. To, to be fair, I thought we were looking for a cat and the tuna didn't work. But uh, yeah, I am going to scan this uh, cat fur with the Sonic. Okay, uh, go ahead and make for me a roll that's going to be uh, awareness and science. Weird science. 13 with a 1 on the dice. Um, I Could I spend one of the Sonic story points maybe to help that, or is the 1 just going to Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you spend a story point to mitigate the 1. Yeah, okay, I'll, um, I'll, I'll do that from the Sonic. Yeah, thirteen. It's a pretty low roll for this one, to be honest with you, because you're what you're learning is it's not a human cat. I mean, it's not a, no, no cats are human cats. It's not a terrestrial <laughs> cat. It's the, a human it's, cat. This this this, this fur is from some sort of extraterrestrial species. Yes, that's what I was afraid of, and uh, well, it is wholly appropriate because I believe we are dealing with creatures of the night. Uh, apparently, this has not been happening during the day. Um, but uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna use the Sonic again. And now that I have the uh, the uh, 
signature of it, I, I'm going to sort of use it as like a, a homing device because good luck trying to ever find a cat, you know? Yeah, I will let you make a, a presence in science roll. Nineteen. Okay. Yeah, nineteen. I think you are able to ascertain that there are definitely cats in the building, uh, or what you think of these cats uh, in the building, and that there are some. Yeah, there are some that are probably nearby. And I think I think you have a little like beacon. It's almost like uh, I wish this was an example that I could use that anybody else but me would understand. But at, at Galaxy's Edge, they have a bounty hunter game now. When you have the um, the magic band and it's basically a game of hot and cold so like as you get closer to something it it, be, it like glows get green if you move further away it glows red and uh that's how you find your bounty and this is that's what's happening like the uh, beacon is finding uh like the closer you get to yeah. it it's it's cutting it Great. it's like those beacons that that yeah, mando has on Mandalorian oh yeah yeah that, like, yeah tracker yeah. and and, and as we're yeah. walking closer towards a hot i'm gonna go i'm gonna amplify the the signal <laughs> and then it moves away from you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna leave you. I'm gonna give you back a story point that you spent because of that. Because that made me laugh. It was good. It was goofy, and you're a good boy. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. You follow it, and you kind of head down to like another like currently unused room in the soundstage where there are some props and things like that set up and inside the room there are a handful of cats uh okay question i know we've run into this issue before so if this is like a thing we can skip it but we've already established that the universal translation circuits are working in the building are the cats intelligent enough that i can speak with them they are they are great hello i'm the doctor this is carrie and this is Stanley. Who might you be? They can hear us. What? Yes. What? I, th I think they can hear us. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. we can definitely hear you. I don't know why this cat has a bad Cockney accent or why it has Stanley's accent, but I'm going with it now. <laughs> oh, oh, you can hear us. No, um, it's because that oh, cat right. usually hangs out on uh, uh, British sci-fi sets, but they were brought in to Universal. <laughs> <laughs> they actually clearly filmed this at like Pinewood Studios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Hello. All right. Hello. Right. All right then. Um. Right. So you're 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 the Studio Cats. It's it's very nice to meet you. You're 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 a bit of a legend in the industry. Oh well. <laughs> Take care of ourselves. It's quite uh, quite nice. What do you think, Sydney? Uh, Sydney just uh, uh, sort of walks up to the doctor and uh, purrs at the compliment. Pop, pop, pop. And rubs against the doctor's leg. Like, and oh. says, I don't want any bug-eyed aliens in here. <laughs> pop, oh, pop. Oh, 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 you're, you're a very good cat. Uh, sorry. We're not <laughs> hosting an intergalactic cat. I do my Sydney Newman, Brian Cox, please. <laughs> That's what I was no, doing. Exactly. No bug-eyed aliens. Yeah, the... we were going. We were riffing. Yeah. You were reversing the player. We were vibing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so Sydney's like mid roll, like kind of halfway on his back, but also like starting to put his belly up, just like really living. Um, he's like, well, uh, so what, what are you, what are you doing here? Why are, why are you all here at night? It's, it's late. We don't stop it. Well, there, there, there've been a, a number of uh, accidents, and uh, not here to cast blame, but uh, just wondering if. Oh no, yeah, we, did that. Us, we did that. We did that stuff. Yeah, oh, we did. Oh. Yeah, we uh, did. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, the no cats were going to be so forthcoming. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Go tell them that the cats talk to you? It's a nice change of pace. Honestly, like it, I mean, between Mr. Measers and, 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 and uh, never mind. I'm getting off topic. But uh, um, so I, I take it that you don't like having the people here at night. This is your. Oh, I love it. I, I love it personally because they're like scared and then mm, tastes so good. Yeah. And oh, oh, so like they're literally like they're creating nightmares and then we just feed off those nightmares. It's delicious. Oh, are, oh. are you are you are you somnivores? Yeah, I mean, that's a designation. I guess that's, like, what... Yeah, I mean, I guess... Yeah, yeah. What... On the... What is a somnivore? What's a somnivore? Oh, uh, you, you, it, 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 it's sort of like there are omnivores and herbivores and carnivores. The, the, there are species that feast on dreams. And, uh... Well, it seems like that you may be causing nightmares in order to feed, which, uh... I, I hate to use this term, but bad cats! Well, they're... They're the ones making nightmares. We're just building on what they're doing. We're helping. But like during the day, during the day we get like fat and 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 tired and like just like we're so well fed on like on these like dreams, but at night the only dreams they're making are, are scary dreams. So we're just doing what they're doing. Are you are you afraid of are you afraid of the vampire man? No. No. It's a, it's a guy making a oh. movie. Okay, well I just wanted to make sure. But uh, but they're they're yeah. afraid. Yeah. So we just feed off their fear because that's it's like tasty. It's like, All right. Good. Well, I mean, my feeling is then if if you, I will I will accept talking to cat. I might need a little help carrying over the line like talking cats that feed on nightmares. But like, if they're already making an horror movie, right? Why do anything other than just like feed off that? Why add to it? Like, what do you? What's that for? Is that like seasoning? Is that was it umami or whatever? Like, what's the deal? Well, we didn't. We, they weren't scared before. They were like making things that were scary. Yeah. And then when someone got scared, and I was like, hmm, that tastes pretty good. And so we just kind of kept making it happen. Right. Well, I mean, you good. can't do that, though. You're not allowed to. Oh, no, we can. We, it was easy. Yes. easy. We no, just, like, I'm not saying that. It was actually just... really easy to do. You, no, your think... lot are like so. I don't know why this character stopped being British all of a sudden, but you'll look <laughs> so easy to so easy. The TARDIS to, is having scared. real trouble with this. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, that's yeah. And you're it's flitting really between how how Stanley is hearing them and how everyone else is hearing right. them. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I've, listen. Well, I wasn't. Well, it's my, real easy to actually like. It's actually just a couple of things you do and they move around and yeah, that's about how it goes. Yeah. I listen, mate. I wasn't like questioning your ability to do it because clearly, like, that's obvious. Like, you very clearly can. Um, but. Should you? And that the answer to that one, I know that one. I think everyone else knows that one. That's no. Yeah. Then you're messing no. with people. You're messing with people's livelihoods, right? You're messing with, with the creative process. You're messing with human beings what got like independent thought and feelings and like deserve not to be like terrified. Well, I have a question. So do you think that whenever you eat meat from a farm uh -oh. or that went oh, hunting we like that creature wasn't scared and terrified and and well, all that kind of stuff because i mean i think like you're not being super nice to things you ate so we're not being mean to anybody we're just being a little you know getting a little they they like making scares so we thought we'll just do what they do and we'll just make some scares and then we'll eat it it's good tasty right. uh but you listen, are doctor um i think they've got us stuck in a logical uh it's I, my doctor I, no, my no, doctor the cat we're in something of a kind of a uh 
an ethical cul-de-sac and i think probably i I don't know where we can go from here well no no no. i I think we just need to give them a different job like relocate them somewhere else they're just being troublesome here what if we uh take them to i don't know somewhere that's supposed to be haunted and people would love it like uh uh i don't know uh what's close by and haunted what generate what generates a lot of emotion that that these somnivores can can feed on like what generates a lot of like dreams and nightmares and what have you that like well i think the answer i think the answer is right in front of us uh they do say that hollywood is the dream factory what if we help make the movie scarier uh no one has to get hurt but what if we help feed you in a slightly more safe way that's fine. We just want to. We just want to feed on dreams. Like whatever dreams you can make for us. Like they seem to like scary stuff, and so we made scary stuff, yes. and then we fed off them. But so. the, but the problem is that people are getting hurt. So uh, perhaps if we they're fine. It's just a bump on the head. She's okay. Uh, yeah, she could have died maybe... though, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, could, that could have like been fatal, and then it stops uh, being a nightmare, and that starts being dead. Uh, I'm going to introduce a phrase to you that you probably have not heard before: cruelty-free. Well, I mean, it would be a little cruel because we are going to make scary things, but cruelty-free, you know, no one has to get hurt, but everyone still gets fed. Hmm. How does that sound? Are they st- they're still going to taste good? They'll still taste... They'll be so close, you could almost tell it's a little bit different, but it's so close that your your brain will be like, no, this is this is it, yes, this is, this is it. It's like when my wife Lucy bought corn. At the clearance aisle at Sainsbury's, Q U O, like that synthetic like chicken made from like mushrooms and stuff. But I could tell it weren't meat, but it still tasted good. I was like, all right, well I'll deal with the mouthfeel later. I'm gonna eat this uh, this salad now. Yep, I, okay. it's it's like I can't believe they're not nightmares. Mm. Oh, it's it, impossible nightmares. If, okay. Exactly. So how do I get people to have strong emotions and scares, but without necessarily hurting them? Well, scaring them. what what is going on at the at the studio are, are films which make the audience feel things. So, how would you like to go to the movies? And I am suggesting that we take the cats to the movie theaters, and they can basically live in the, like the projector booths and and experience, get their food from what the audience uh, is getting from these movies. Sure. Are they going to let us stay in the movie theaters and live there forever? Well, you'll have to be clever not to get caught, but the movies well, we will that. go. That's what we do here. Yeah, but no one has to get hurt. Not. No one has to get hurt this way, and it's always new. It's always new scares. It's always new feelings. It's always new people. It would be a never-ending buffet. Okay, um, make a presence convince roll for me. You know, if we took them to the Cinema World at the Galaxy Center in Luton, they got that bowling alley attached. Mm-hmm. Cats could probably stay there in the night, mm-hmm. and then during the day, go through. Because normally, the- normally during the day, normally we just hang out in the day and feed off the people with the dreams in the daytime. But then they started filming stuff at night, and so we were like, "Well, we're gonna be up all night anyway. Let's just keep feeding off these people too." Uh, I got an eighteen. Okay, yeah, I'll say that they're they seem somewhat convinced that you could take them somewhere that would be full of of food, basically. Uh. All right, I, I know herding cats is the hardest thing in the world, but everyone follow me. <laughs> okay, do you take them to, like, to the TARDIS? Yeah, I, I, okay. I want to take them to the TARDIS, and uh, basically I want to, like, you know, 
put them in like a, 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 a Oh, I know where. I'm going to take... I don't know if it's built yet, but I want to take them to the earliest version of the Cinerama Dome because uh, that'll be there for a very oh. long time. And it's one of those things that, like, generations can continue to, uh, you know, to, to ethically feed off of the audience. Yeah, I'll say that you can do it that way. I'll take them there. I, I liked I liked the place that Stan was suggested, but this also works great because it's in Hollywood. I, I so. love that as well, especially because it being a big point, like... You're going to reach a point in history, I don't think in the 30s, but like midnight screenings are going to be a big deal. You're going to have people who are passionate about a movie mm-hmm. going to. Like, that's mm-hmm. exciting. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds good to me. All right, then uh, everyone follow me. <laughs> and I'm going cool. to start marching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I th- what do you do? Are you taking them through the, in the TARDIS to go to it? or? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you take these cats to live at Grauman's Chinese Theater, and they, true to what you said, they they start to like live in like the tunnels and stuff underneath the, the theater and in like the like nooks and crannies, and then as as crowds come in at night to watch movies and and films such as probably the Bela Lugosi version of Dracula, <laughs> um, they are able to, uh, to yeah, to feed off of that. Plus. Years from now, there's going to be nightlife. There's going to be shopping. There's going to be plenty of people. There's going to be very scary people in costumes out front who are not associated with the building. So you, you'll be set for life. Just, just no more hurting anyone. Love it. Okay. Fine. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's resolved. Um, and we see... This happening, this so uh, throughout. I think for the audience sees a vision of the 1930s, and I think like you know it's a tough time for people. So I think people do flock to movies to to feel inspired and feel dreams. And as decades go on, these cats continue to live and feel comfortable there. Uh, at some point, the cats do start to like spread out to other locations and other things. I think they eventually find their way back to Universal Studios at some point because the theme park opens up and they're able to enjoy the dreams and laughter and joy from that. I think these cats eventually learn that they can feed off of joy at the same rate they can off of of nightmares and fear. A few of them find their way to Anaheim, California and are wandering Disneyland Park. And eventually they are encountered by a trio of ghost hunters and a fellow cat that uh, sneak in while the park is closed during a pandemic. And also, we see that the next year after this night shoot of this film, um, uh, Lupita Tovar makes a film called Santa, which is a Mexican and American co-production that is so iconic that Tovar lands herself on a Mexican stamp. And also, the time separated from Paul Koner, uh, who had tried to propose to her and failed, makes her realize she loves him. She flies to Czechoslovakia. They get married. And the reason why that's important to this show, which which would have been something that might have come up if, if you had tried to break them up or anything in the storyline, is that... Their grandchildren are named Paul and Chris Wheats, who were the filmmakers who made the American Pie movies, but also, more importantly, to especially Carrie, uh, and maybe uh, Travis wouldn't know this yet when he was a character on the show, but they are also the maker of uh, Rogue One. So Rogue One would not have existed if these two people hadn't gotten together, which was a very cool, fun, like, weird Hollywood thing that involved this episode. Um, There was, yeah. And so... The film continues to get shot. It gets made. There's this really cool Spanish-language Dracula film. And we find ourselves 
back in the TARDIS as you are leaving, and there's a little bit of time left to have just a little scene if you all want to have one. Well, I know why uh, so many people's dreams die in LA now. I think we might have caused that, but... I don't necessarily think they're killing dreams, Carrie. I think in a kind of a weird kind of way, they're helping to keep dreams alive. Isn't that what Hollywood's all about? I bet it not, but I mean, it sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think it tries to, but I think it's a bit of wishful thinking from us. But that doesn't mean that this good boy isn't a good boy, Mr. Ma Ma Ma. Carrie yeah, I, picks up Mr. Measers and like, I, I, does the like, squishy face thing. Can that I make a pitch? Uh, you call yes. for him, but both of the cats are attached to the doctor's fingers because they still smell like tuna fish. It's like, <laughs> they've, been, they've been on me this whole time. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's that's actually why three she cats, picks him so you know. up and like. There are three cats now. Yes, oh, that's right, why yeah. she picks him up and stuffs yeah, her face. Yeah, I got two on one hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and as this sweet moment starts to play out, you hear a knocking on the door of the TARDIS. Can can, can one of you get it? My my hands are full. Yeah, I got it. I'm good. And I walk over and uh, I open the door just to just to smidge. Like, yeah, you go out. Uh, and Stanley, as you open the door, uh, standing in the doorway is a woman wearing a kind of like swashbuckly type coat and has a strap over her shoulder and a, a, a rapier and uh, looks really gorgeous. Uh, and she kind of like swishes her hand around. And she says, "Oh, um." Hi, I don't, I don't know you, but you you seem you seem you seem kind. If you're traveling the doctor, you must know who he is. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Are you are you the doctor? No, 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 no. I was a milkman. Um, okay. Um, hello. Um, Hi. And she peeks in. Carrie, are you ready for our date? 